This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal, but I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 99, sponsored by Jim Hanley's Universe and Netflix. Hi, and welcome to iFanboy, the comic book podcast where Ron, Connor, and Josh uh, sit around and spoil the week's books. That's right, I said spoil the week's books. So if you don't want to know about stuff like Superman dying and then coming back and then having no powers, and then getting married to Lois Lane and then regaining his powers, but they were all electric and then he split into two people, and then he was normal Superman again, and then the, the city was all 21st century craziness with... Lex Luthor being the president, and then he fought off this guy that was going to eat the planet, but then he stopped him because he lit himself on fire, kind of. And then Batman insulted him, and he lost his powers again, only to regain them in a status quo way. So if you don't want stuff like that being ruined for you, I highly recommend reading all of that before you listen to the podcast, and then coming back and enjoying it. Wow, that was some convoluted Superman history. Well, that's that's that's. Uh, it was astonishingly accurate, though, wasn't it? I have a feeling that any time any any time you lay out a history of a character like that for any character, it's going to sound like you want to shoot yourself in the head. 
All right. Well, what I, th- I think is interesting that we very rarely cover the entire run of titles on the podcast, just the books of this week. So, <laughs> so he might be overstating the spoiler for aspect of it. <laughs> Next week, Wonder Woman. From yes, the exactly. beginning. <laughs> issue by issue. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, so we'll just, I guess we'll just dive right in then. Huh? Let's do it. <laughs> They've already done the right. hard part. So this week, um, this week I had the pick, and it was Dynamo Five, number seven, published by Image Comics. Um, it, it was. It's funny because you know this week I actually had a lot of books. I had about thirteen books come out this week, and it was one of those weeks where it wasn't uh, a stellar week of books. I thought, you know, I didn't think there was any you know mind blowing. Oh my God, did you see that kind of moments or anything in any of the comics? Some might disagree with me. I thought it was a really <laughs> strong week, but not a fantastic uh, yeah. week. But it, but what was funny is what, what kind of what kind of made me what kind of influenced me picking Dynamo Five as my pick was that um, I, as I was finishing up my books I was asked what book did you have the most fun reading this week and I was like you know it was Dynamo Five that was the one I had the most fun with that's the one that I've been enjoying the most in the past couple of months and ultimately you know when looking at my stack of this week it was the one I was most excited for and it really kind of delivered um, for for those who might not have heard of it it's a new title published by Image Comics it's written by Jay Ferber um, who you might know from his work on Noble Causes as well as he did some work for Marvel in the early um, early 2000s late 90s um, and it's drawn by Mahmoud Asrar um, butchering that last name I apologize but um, and it, the the idea of the book is that there's a um, there was a big Superman type hero named Captain Dynamo who uh, the the series started when he passed away and his wife uh, discovers after he passes away when she's going through his item his, his like personal effects she finds out that he had actually um, had several affairs behind her behind her back and he actually fathered uh, five children and so she seeks out these five children and finds out that they all have some facet of his powers. And so to fill the void left by his death, she decides to bring him together and form a super team called Dynamo 5. Um, so, you know, great concept, really good. And, and how many times have we seen a really good concept in an indie book, like a different spin on, on a modern telling of superhero stories, and it not follow through? Um, a lot. But here we, a lot, exactly. And here we are seven issues in, and this is completely following through. Um, this issue, number seven, was the last issue of the second story arc. Um, and what you had was you had a clear kind of um, a clear, clear kind of climax, a clear villain. There was a big battle, but like at the same time, they're subtly moving forward the subplots that are going on in the background. Like what are you know what are the different um, the connections of the kids on the team because they're all related. They all have the same father, but they don't know each other. So you're seeing a lot of character development with those characters. What are the motivations of Captain Dynamo's uh, wife to bring together this team, um, and kind of what is her background? Um, you've got kind of a shady kind of government agency called Flag. Uh, F L A G, you know, for the little dots, you know. Just one G, huh? Yeah, just one G. I was thinking it would be a two G kind of thing. Yeah, no, but so there's a there's a (laughs) there's a shady government agency that you're not quite sure what their motivations are, and it's really kind of like there are stakes, and there are there are definitely things to keep this book. You know, moving forward with momentum, and you know, two arcs in, and it's got a lot of momentum, and it's just, it's just a fun kind of, like I said, I said in my review on iFanboy.com, it's a, it's really, really a modern superhero team book. You know, so much so that it's just the kind of uh, take on a superhero team that I think a lot of the kind of old and stale uh, titles could really learn a trick or two from. Is it so. completely in its own universe? Like, is it a new universe? As far as I can tell, I haven't pick, I haven't seen any um, any mentions of. Uh, I think it might be in the same universe as Noble Causes. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. um, which would make sense because that's Jay Ferber's kind of universe. But it's not like Invincible flew by or anything okay. like that. Yeah. Like yeah, so yeah, it's uh, I don't think it's in there. So what um, was it about this issue? Um, it was just it was just the kind of the the the, the fact that we're here at the like I said the s- second story arc you know finishing issue and it didn't feel disjointed from the previous story arc it has that serialized storytelling where each issue is self-contained reads on its own but the, like i said there are those subplots that are moving forward it, it wasn't you know nothing you know didn't this issue doesn't change the world it wasn't the best comic book i've ever, ever written wasn't you know like it's ever read you know it's not that sort of thing it's just the fact that you know Seven, really, kind of, you know, half a year's worth of comics, seven issues. You kind of figure, you kind of, you can make a decision as to whether or not this comics has the chops to keep moving forward or not. 
And it was with this issue where I, I finished reading. I'm like, you know, this is this could really go far. I think Image has got another uh, Invincible on their hands if they do it right. Um, in terms of like a really good superhero book, that's a lot of fun. That's worth reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they kind of know that because um, because they're they're collecting the first the first seven issues into the first trade, and they're selling it for nine ninety nine. And next issue, and it's coming out the same day as the next issue, issue number eight. And That's they're dropping the cover. They're dropping the cover price of issue number eight down to two ninety nine. Wow! So Are they normally so three bucks or four bucks. It's three. It's three fifty. Oh, okay. So so um so it's really kind of if you if you're interested at all if you want a kind of a, a fresh start on a superhero title like next October like I forget the date not but sometime in October um, when issue number eight comes out and the trade comes out you can get up to speed for like thirteen bucks and and it's going to be one of the lower priced comics and I, I I hope it doesn't go anywhere because the, the art is really good it's solid um you know and and the thing is like I said it's it's a superhero team book you know it's it's not you know it's not you know, it's not the Watchmen. It's not Dark Knight. It's not you know, it's not anything like that. Yeah. But much in the same vein as Invincible, where you really kind of feel for these characters, and they each have their own kind of approach to things, and they each have their own kind of um, value on the team. Um, but they've got this loose thread that's loosely holding them together, and you see them kind of really coalesce as a team together. But then at the same time, you've got this threat of impending doom from the subplots that are going. So. Um, so yeah, so I so mean, is it's, it's, is, it, uh, is it funny? Is it like mysterious? What what kind of tone? I mean, um, I, w- I wouldn't say it's it's not it's I wouldn't say it's funny. There might be humor every now and then. Um, I would say it's more action oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's it's like I keep saying it, but it's classic superheroing. Right. Um, you know, and so it's not like it's not like a lighthearted romp and a funny take on super. I mean, like we've got a team who doesn't quite know each other, who's trying to figure out how to, how to how to work together, and they're fighting the supervillain in this issue, who which is a uh, mother daughter team, a former. Uh, what turns out, Captain Dynamo's arch nemesis was a woman, and they also were sleeping together throughout their whole time being arch nemesis, and he fathered a child to this woman too, and so now this woman has trained her daughter because she has powers, and they fought her. Um, so it's it's a very much like similar in the same way that Ferber's um, Noble Causes book is is built up a lot on um, family. Mm-hmm. Um, this has the same kind of family aspect to it. Um, it's just that the idea of not a family that hasn't grown up together. It's a, an estranged family. Like imagine finding out you've got four brothers and sisters who all have, you share the same father with. I mean, and that, that, I've actually that's happened to me. Right. Well, do you have superpowers? There's only three. <laughs> uh, I have so, the incredible I, power to be an asshole. <laughs> nice. So, um, so it's it's definitely um, it's it, it, that that brings an interesting dynamic because they all have this common thread, but they don't know each other. They don't they don't necessarily trust each other. Um, and there there has been a lot of like um, you know twists and turns. Like it, it, the issue starts with the the shady government um, guy, agency guy. Um, prote- you know, they, Dynamo Five was captured by this government agency, and four of the five of them were captured. Um, and so the shady government agent guy takes the fifth one, and he says, "Yes, we'll go. I'll go help you um, spring them out." And then at the cliffhanger of issue six, was he turned on her and actually said, "No, I'm I'm working for the agency." But then we find out in this issue that he turns on the agency and does help spring them out. So it's you know a lot of do? kind we of wreck like, books for people. Oh, totally. <laughs> no, but but it's it's great to read the execution of it. Um, right. But so there there are a lot of twists and turns, and you don't quite know who you can trust and how how much you can trust, all the way down to the level of Captain Dynamo's wife, because apparently she used to be an agent for this government agency, and she's retired, and even Captain Dynamo didn't know that. So um so there's a lot of kind of secrets. It's, it's mysterious in that way, but I don't I don't see see it's like a mystery though, you know. So. Um, but yeah, it's really, really good. I really recommend it, and it's 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 definitely in the running for one of my favorite books of the year. So, um, and I'm just glad to see it get to this point where you know we're seven issues in, and it's still solid. The book that was in a very, very close second to the pick of the week, at least for me, um, was the Green Hour Black Canary Wedding Special. Yeah, this and is probably the pick of the week very easily. I had I had a suspicion that it would be yours. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, coming off of the strength of the Justice League of America Wedding Special last week, the difference being this book actually has a wedding in it. Right. So I was relieved to see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because last week you uh, you were both like that was great, and then I read it after the fact. I was like it really was good, and then this week I didn't buy it either. Uh, oh, why didn't you buy it? I, I, don't, yeah. know. I don't. know. This this was the this was the superhero wedding romp that I had hoped for with that last issue, even though the last issue was awesome. Um, right. uh, so it was written by Judd Winnick, and it was uh, art by Amanda Connor. Um, Connor, what, which is great, I thought. Anna Connor, I like her. She's got yep. sort of a hybrid, cartoony, but also realist superhero style that's very unique out there in terms of it's mainstream. It's like classic books. and modern brought together. It's very yep. interesting. 
It's very, I was really. It works, I it was, works really well for when you're drawing every single major DC superhero in the book. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed by her artwork. I thought yeah. I really, really liked it. I mean, I've I've, I've read her stuff before, um, but I don't really. I haven't seen anything by her recently. Mm-hmm. But I just thought how really refined it was, and just like in, like you said, it straddles that kind of cartoony, you know, you know, cartoony kind of look, but then also, you know, stands up in a fight and stands up in, you know, at, at every. She point has great it. faces, facial expressions. It's really, it's good action. Good, you know, it's it's just really solid work from up top to bottom. Yeah. Um, and she's got a good handle on all the heroes. Everybody, basic stories. Now, the, now, this is this is almost an overview issue, whereas we go from. The, um, we get a little brief history of, of Green Arrow and Black Canary's relationship with it in three pages, and then it's from the <laughs> wedding planning, all, watching heroes get the invitations and the actions, going to um, touching briefly on the bachelor bachelor party, basically taking it to where we saw them in the last two issues, going into the wedding itself, itself and then um, into the wedding night. So you would yeah. have had to read Countdown before this. No. Well, that, see, that, see, that's the thing. I, I don't think I don't think you had to read any of the books that, no, that touched, no, that just... touched upon the wedding. Yeah, but the thing is, is that what 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 did bother me from a continuity standpoint was so many other books touched the wedding, and there were so many different moments that um, that cross over it a little bit, and it, it's almost to the point where you don't have to, you could read each one of them on their own and you're fine. But I almost feel more, in a worse place having read them all because it kind of made my head hurt a little because like there's no mention of what happened in the Justice League uh, book. This is only what's relevant to the wedding what the, the the subplot in the JLA is not relevant right but but the pro, but the thing is what considering what happened in the JLA book you wonder you know how is everybody then able to go to the wedding you know considering what just happened in that but you know but uh, like you said you, on their own they're they're great reads and they're fine and that's it's just a matter of how crazy about continuity do you want to get um not that and, crazy not yeah I agree and i just flipped open to the big fight scene and i see my fa- new favorite villain mr horrific or whatever his name yeah. is the fat guy awesome getting so, punched but, in the gut uh, um, so, so the big reason, and kind of what we're dancing around, is the the reason why it wasn't the pick of the week, for at least for me, was. Well, there's a was twist the here that so if you are intending to pick this up, um, you should skip ahead a few minutes. Yeah, don't listen to this point because we're going to spoil yeah. it. So, all right, I'll see you guys right. later. No, go ahead and tell <laughs> me. Um, well, so it ends. They get married, and they're in their they're in the in the wedding suite, and Black Canary comes out in a, in a lovely little garter number, <laughs> and she has and, a cock. No. <laughs> oh my god, wow. I can't believe you said that. Well, it, it, it was begging to be said. I, there are children who listen to the show. That's awful. Anyway, um, she does, so, but you didn't have to say it. <laughs> you could have so, used a different word. Yeah. So, so they, so they come out, and, and she comes out, and he's like, "You're gorgeous," and she's like, "He's like, I love you." She's like, "I love you too," and they start kissing, and then all of a sudden, Ollie looks at her kind of weird, pulls a knife, and tries to kill her. And yep. finally, and finally, it takes her um, stabbing him through the neck with an arrow, uh, with the blood coming out of the mouth, which yeah. which is like isn't that the sign that death isn't that like the death sign? Um, so is Doctor Faustus in this book too, <laughs> or is, yes. is or is Ollie Queen a scroll? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. So I that's mean, the like, end of the it, book. That was it yeah. It ends, with, it ends with her slumping on top of him with an arrow through his neck and blood pooling around them. And him slumping on top it, of her. Where does yeah. it continue? Continues in the Green Arrow Black Canary series starting next month. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. Like, it's just their marriage trying to get through the fact that he, she tried to kill her. What was no, that? But, no, but if you look at the cover, the cover of Green Arrow Black Canary is Black Canary and Connor Hawk. Exactly. Hey, now. So yeah. Ollie Queen could be, could be dead. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. I would agree. Um, but did, did you like the ending, Connor? Or? Yeah. Because I mean, when, it's, it's when, a when superhero cool. ending. Nothing ever... N- you know, the fiction, the fiction marriage is, mm-hmm. is that right. you can't have a happy marriage because that's boring right. in terms of fiction storytelling. It's, it's fine in real life, but not in, not in stories. Can you imagine right. if they just never instead explained of, instead it? Of giving, what's that? Can you imagine if they just never explained it? Yeah, Ollie went nuts. And like, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> like, never mentioned or heard from again. Like, no one, no one looks at it and is like, no, Ollie just went nuts, and then she got killed. And that's it. That's the end of the story. He looked, he looked at the wedding ring and uh, <laughs> um, but uh, no, I liked it. I mean, this is this is this is the twist. It's it's it's, yeah. it's it gets you wanting to. Aren't, I mean, aren't you interested now to see what happens next? 
Yeah, no, I totally, totally am. And when we and when we talked about this before the show, and I said how I didn't like the ending, and you said it's the you know it's 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 a comics ending, it's a classic you know superhero kind of twist. And I was like, you know, you're you're totally right. But it just took me out of. I enjoyed the comics so much, and then those last three pages took me out of the story so quickly that I just I ended up closing the book, going bah, you know. Well, like, I think with it's the, it's disgust, how much you know? you've grown, like Oliver and 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 yeah. Diana, that you want to see them happy, and now that they're not, you are pissed. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and, that, well, and that's, that's I mean, it's good and bad. I mean, it's good. Yeah. You don't have to be happy, I'm, so it's bad, but it's good because they've really done a good job fleshing these guys out the last couple of years. Yeah, and I'll pick up the next. I'll pick up the first issue, of the the series with them, because I want to know what happens. But like, I just felt as if it was just such a nice issue, and it had such great, you know, balance of humor and fighting, and and the classic villains attacking the heroes, and and the the exchange with Superman and Wonder Woman was nice, and like the art was great, and then it just ended. I was like, ah, why did it have to end that way? So, but but I but I but on, in retrospect, I, I see your point, and, I, and I'm inclined to agree. You know, it was very 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 good. So. I mean, it was shocking. I didn't expect that to happen. I'm, you're, I'm very rarely genuinely shocked yeah. when things happen in comics. Like, you, you tend to expect certain things to happen, and this was not what I expected to happen at the last part of the story. Yeah. It was good, though. Hey, Josh, you should read it. You should borrow it from one of us to go pick yeah. it up. It was, now that, that you know the ending. Yeah. yeah. I don't, Yeah, I know. It kind of, it's no point now, really. Josh, but. tell us about JLA Hitman number one. I, I believe Connor said it last week. Pick of the week! <laughs> <laughs> I love this book. It and it's good. funny, I thought it was fantastic, and I was like, everyone is going to love it. And then I go to the forums, and everyone's like, meh. And I, I like, liked it. Did you? Well, that was my big question. I wanted to know how you felt about it. I, I, I've only read a couple of issues of Hitman, but maybe five over the, you know, in, in all time. See, I got done with this, and I, I almost packed up my Hitman trades to bring them into you. Well, that's the thing, is, is they never finished the Hitman trading of the series. Well, that's as far as I've read. It's just through right. five trades or whatever I have. And but, that's a tragedy because I remember enjoying what I read, but it wasn't at the time it came out, I don't think I was in the place to enjoy Hitman right. where I would now. Um, but, and I almost didn't buy this. It wasn't originally on my pull list from the website, but when I got to the store, I said, oh, forget it. I do want it. I so, hadn't read this in so long, but like it all sort of comes flooding back to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the bar and all the characters in the bar and the stuff. Um it, I was just—I was having tons of fun with this, and the other part of this that I thought was fantastic was that I thought he wrote the JLA really well for the most. Yeah, part. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he totally and did. It wasn't like you know he—you know—the whole Garth Ennis reputation of right. the H. And he was a little bit of their goofy, but it, it wasn't—they weren't like the butt of jokes as they were. No, but he—he he, I thought to the extent that he used to do them. No, he he got Batman down really well, and Batman would show up in Hitman every once in a while. I really like there was a really good arc with with Kyle and Hitman, uh, mm-hmm. and and I loved like when Superman walks and he's like Tommy, and like it was just <laughs> like it was just a fun. No, it book. was fun. Yeah, I, I think I mean this. I think people may not who don't know Batman or the series mm-hmm. or or are getting too wrapped up in where and when this takes place and what's going on. I mean, clearly this seems to me to be taking place many years ago when oh, definitely. when Kyle was not very well established. I mean, clearly he's still the Green Lantern in the JLA, so this has got to be from like Well, yeah, no, this is because if you cause if you yeah, if you remember, no, this is like this is like 97 or so cuz but when when Oh, you're right. When, Sorry. Not, yeah, when not. when when um cuz when Kyle was the Green Lantern, like he there was a real conflict with the, with Wally as the yeah. Flash cuz Wally didn't didn't you know, gave him such a heart and I totally forgot about that till I read this. I'm like, "Oh my god, you're totally right." I yeah, remember that. Yeah, there, there was a comment about that about why was Wally treating Kyle like such a you know, yeah. Dick. This was That's around the time of do. Morrison's. This is Morrison's yeah. JLA. Yeah, but, yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so. oh, I had so much fun with it, and I was like, I'm like, you know, if Garth Ennis wanted to, he could write the JLA. Yes. Yeah, uh, he clearly Absolutely. could, and and you know, like those thoughts about him not do, you know, and when we talked to him, you know, he said he wanted to do Superman or Batman, like that's what he wants to do. He totally could. It would be great. I don't think it'll ever happen, but. <laughs> this is a little two page, little two parts mini, right? Yeah, I was, I was, I was sort of halfway through it, and I'd forgotten whether it was two issues or one. Um, and I saw that it was just one after I was done, and I was very happy that there was going to be more. I really want so to read through this again. Where is the Hitman character in the in continuity? Is he dead or is he alive? I don't know. I never finished the series. I don't think because, anybody's ever really used him beyond Garth. He showed up in, J- because in he, JLA, but that's really where... Sh- it sounds like he showed up in Batman a couple times and showed up in... Because he was a Batman. He was in the Batman universe, right? Yeah, yeah but he, he was, didn't show up in the Batman books. He only showed up really in, in, in his own book, and Morrison used him in JLA. Well, he was... Yeah, he's from Gotham. He's a, he's a character from Gotham. Um, and basically, I really think that that was a way to sell the book. Yeah. yeah. You know what oh, I mean? totally. Like, having Batman show up in it was a way to sell the book. Yeah. 
because uh, it's largely has nothing to do that. And it was it was completely silly and over the top. And like I don't know if like in if you notice the part in the bar, there's all those weird people. Like those are all real characters in the book. The little guy who just yells "I am Bator" over and over again. That's what he did. Like it, yeah. it's all funny old jokes. But I he, love some head woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do that well, thing with well, your trunk again. Well, hopefully, nice. Well, hopefully the sales on this. I mean, hopefully the sales on this are are decent enough because they should they should definitely bring him this back. I mean, I mean, this was so. I had to, I knew, didn't read any of the previous Hitman, and now I want to borrow that stuff from you, Josh. If not, know, bring it back. They should yeah, definitely yeah. finish creating the run, and I I would definitely buy the whole run of Hitman trades. If, if yes. you can go out there and find a copy of these Hitman trades, I don't even know if the ones that they printed are They're probably still not even the in. The first one is really cheap. It's like three issues, and it's like six bucks or something like that. So that's that's yeah. definitely worth a look um, if you can find it, and yeah. uh, write to your local DC Comics <laughs> and read with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, not, no, it was not disappointed at all. That was fantastic. Oh, it was really fun, yeah. really fun book. It was really good. Speaking so. of not being disappointed, really, uh, <laughs> Captain America Thirty continues to not disappoint. Oh, phew. <laughs> I was ready to be really confused. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, it was, it was, and it, you know, this is the thing we've talked about. It's just, like, so good. If you eat gourmet food every single night, uh, you may not be able to appreciate it as much. Right. And this yeah. is, like a, like, a perfectly grilled filet mignon every time. Yeah, it really, and, and and that's the thing is that like a lot. I mean, a, a lot of people in looking at the the fallout from Wednesday and seeing what people like on 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 the boards and all this kind of stuff. A lot of people re- thought this, you know, could was possibly one of the best books of the week, and it's very very good. But I I almost like I wonder if the bar is higher for Captain America than for other books or whatever because like it didn't it didn't move me to get excited about it. It's just like it's it's continuing. Yeah, it's continually good, and I acknowledge that, but it didn't blow me away, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. just, it's just like, wow, it's just really good, you know? I so. think that's the same problem I had with his Daredevil. Yeah. Is that I, I expect to be knock your socks off good every month, and when it's, when it's merely then I'm not as excited about it. I think I, I, I could have picked this and had no problem with it. It was very, very good. I, I love the fact that we finally got to see the paper. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the message where Steve wrote to Tony not to let Captain die. Yep. Um, and I, I, lo- I mean, I wasn't so blown away by the pregnancy revelation. I think that was pretty standard comic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like the fact that um, Bucky or Winter Soldier is not as infallible as he th- and as good as he thinks he is. And yep. the um, the Red Skull's got a you know ace up the sleeve with, in terms of, the, of Winter Soldier. I, mm-hmm. lo- I like that twist a lot. Um, yeah. I also now he's been undefeated. I really like and Tony Stark in this book. Yeah, yeah, he actually he figured out that Sharon did it and yeah. figured out. I you mean, know, yeah, so. Tony Stark's kind of getting the short shrift, um, and I yeah. think that what should have been his great sort of uh, moment, you know, like in the new in the Mighty Avengers, is sort of getting overshadowed because the book isn't coming out and he's not in it. Ever. But, you know, but he's in every book right now. But it, like. I, I don't know. Like in this, I really you want to like him because he's the guy who he's doing the thing that he thinks is right, even though it's really hard. And uh, I still don't like him. Well, <laughs> he's still kind of a dick. Yeah, he's not yeah. bad a though. Uh, no, but yeah. he's a dick. Um, I, I what I like about Tony in this book is that I think Tony's finding that he's not as easy to run shield as he thinks he thinks that it would be. Um, he's you know the master businessman. He's he's Iron Man. He's run the Avengers, but. I think uh, what I really like about this is that Shield is posing problem for him. Mm-hmm. Like he's not on top of everything like he, he think usually is. He's not. He's gonna be really good at at the intel portion of the of the the job. It took him much longer to figure out things than I think Nick Fury would have, and I, I like that portion of him a lot. Mm-hmm. You see, now now what's ironic is that like I'm not reading the Iron Man book. Like this, his book. Yeah. Um. But but like that's a great direction to take that character in, and if that's the 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 story development for him, then I would want to be reading his book. But I I and I hopefully I would doubt the, it. Yeah, I doubt that that's what they would do. But it said so that would that's really interesting. That's a great take. You know. Right. So. I like the idea of him in in the shield, you know, control room, going, you know, to himself, thinking, "This is hard." You know. <laughs> this is hard. Yeah. I think that's why I like him because his humanity shows through a little bit. Yeah. And a lot of other books, they tend to they 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 draw they write him as omniscient, I guess. And this is right. a person, like and he's coping. I loved that note. That last panel is fantastic. Like that yeah. that paid off. 
Um, just and and it reminded me of those fantastic web jokes about that thing which I had forgotten. About. <laughs> yeah, those were very funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! But it definitely, def- I mean, it, as you know, no surprise. But it definitely, you know, we are going to have another Captain America. Whether it's you know, it's probably not going to be Steve Rogers. He's dead. Well, there was never any doubt. Five yeah, issues exactly. without him. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because again, it is the book titled Captain America. <laughs> I like the people who can't get their head around that. Yeah, <laughs> but he's not in it. <laughs> it's genius. I know. Oh, oh man. So, but you know what um, came out this week? Also, I don't know if you guys saw it in the store. Was the the big omnibus with the first twenty five issues of Brubaker's Run? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's a beaut of a book. I've so, got that pre-ordered. Uh, yeah, and actually, if you need to pick it up. Uh, and you're in the New York City area, you can go to Jim Haley's Universe. Because um, Jim Haley's Universe is one of the best and most progressive comic book stores around. They've got a ton of titles, um, comics from you know mainstream comics, superhero comics, to manga, to mini-comics. They've pretty much got everything. Um, and we're excited to announce that um, not only are we going to be recording our 100th episode at Jim Haley's Universe in Manhattan and listen to the show later on for details, but in spirit of our 100th episode, um, Jim Hanley's is offering a special coupon for iFanboy listeners. Um, so you can get 20% off any purchase, good from September 28th to October 4th, at either of the Jim Hanley Universe locations in Manhattan or Staten Island. Um, if you're coming to the episode 100 taping in New York, we'd love to see you. Bring the coupon with you. Uh, buy something there. Get 20% off. Buy us something. Can, we can, can, we, can we use the coupon? I don't think we're okay. I don't think I think we're Come on. Why not? <laughs> so um but if you you the listener are not exempt and you can go to um www.ifanboy.com/jhu and you can download the coupon it's a PDF, print it out, bring it to the store, save money on your purchases. You don't have to bring it. You don't have to come to the 100th episode to use it. You can use it at any, either of the stores from 928 to 104. Um but you know, we want to thank Jim Hanley's for uh, for doing that for our listeners. That's really cool. Um, so if you want to take advantage of that coupon, you can go to their stores uh, in, in Midtown Manhattan on 33rd Street across the street from the Empire State Building. Or if you're in Staten Island, God help you, at 325 New, Do- <laughs> New Dorp Lane uh, in Staten Island. Um, and when you're in the store, tell them my fanboy sent you. But they'll tell, if you've got the coupon, they'll know that as well. Um, and you can also go to their uh, website at jhuniverse.com. Or you can go to their MySpace page at myspace.com slash Jim Hanley's Universe. Be their friend. They send out a great – they send out the shipping list. They send out events. They do great stuff. So definitely check out Hanley's. They're good good folks there. So I am going to uh, take a deep breath. The deep breath before we talk about this book? Oh, World War Hulk number four. How many, I, how many are there? Five or seven? Five. 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 Oh, five. Yeah. One more. One this, more. Um, I'm, I've, I'm, I'm, every time I read the new issue of World War Hulk, I have to reevaluate how I'm going to read it. Now I'm going to decide to read it page by page. Yeah, <laughs> not try to make anything make sense within the context of even an issue. Was that a well, fun just... page? Yes, it was a fun page. And move on. To... <laughs> That's a great way to get your money's at worth out of it. That's One awesome. page at a time. This is this has gone from from bad to worse to awful and. Yeah. Um, Josh, you, Josh, I know dropped out of this. Josh, do you remember what the prediction was when we, the first issue of World War Hulk, how it was going to end? I believe it was exactly what happened. What did, what did we say? Well, in the beginning, I thought they're gonna, the, the big, the big meetup at the end is going to be the Marvel powerhouse, the Incredible Hulk versus his lifelong best friend, Bob Jenkins, yeah. the Sentry. Yes, yep. and that's exactly how the cliffhanger is, is ending on this issue. Well, well, to give, to, well, you were, you were jumping to, they were burying the lead. To give an update. By issue four, the sentry has now moved from the couch to the, door. To the front to the front door. <laughs> yes. So it's it's important to note that we have movement. He got up. So <laughs> and for no apparent reason, decides to join in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For no, remembering a conversation that apparently happened before the series started, decided to join in. <laughs> yes. Um, and we he also got crushing have- agoraphobia, and he. Uh, people, you know, he's he's been watching the Hulk on his big plasma TV rampage through Hulk and for four years now, house. and the, yeah, at the lake house. I can't um, even imagine how bad Hulk Frontline is at this point. And no, um, no one's reading. <laughs> and, and now all of a sudden, after all this death and car, he's going to. Uh, he's gonna get involved. Uh, it's so bad. bad. I didn't. I didn't even know the Sentry had agoraphobia. I thought he was just schizophrenic. It's he like let's put on any schizophrenic. 
Let's put on all, all mental illnesses that we can assign to them. Oh, and in, yeah, this, ish, in this issue, um, the big thing was the Hulk has, has Reed and Tony and Doctor Strange all fight each other. In and the, Black Bolt fight each other as <laughs> like, gladi- like gladiators. Well, well, it starts off with he, he basically he um, it, it, it starts off from the last issue's cliffhanger with remember Doctor Strange with the with the mace hands. Um, yeah. He basically he basically. <laughs> He basically beats up the strange. <laughs> this book is like the barometer of what kind of comic book reader you are. Yeah. Like, uh, it is, because, like, I, I'm like, I think it's ridiculous, and I want no part of it. And, and, you know, you guys are giving it the college try, but you're coming around a little bit. I think, Connor, more so. Ron, you're, you're still giving it the benefit uh, of the doubt. But there's well, a lot I'm gonna of people. I'm going to read the end. I'm going to read the last issue. There's but, a uh, lot of people out there who, who really like this. They love it. Which is fine. I, I, I know, because it's, right, it's got a lot that. of... It's got but, a lot of action. It's got, you know, like well, hell. Right. You know, like, like I said, if you take it panel by panel, fantastic. <laughs> I how, just, great, how, great, how great is Ramita's art, by the way? No, the art is, the art is yeah. beautiful. The, the art um, is beautiful. This is, this is Ramita at, his, at, his, at the top of his game. But, like, yeah. uh, this issue, I mean, I dropped off. I was going to buy the regular Incredible Hulk book to go along with this, and I dropped off that because it was so bad. And yeah, me is, too. I dropped off that. This is just a disaster. Um, so I, I you know we don't normally like to take that much of a ring on books like this. We, you yeah. know what I mean. Like if we just try to ignore the stuff we don't like, but I'm sorry, this is just not good. Yeah. I'm so now we, we've we've really you're given sort of bad grades to the big giant last two Marvel events. We're gonna get branded. We're gonna get branded as haters. Well, no, I, I'm not hating it. I mean, like I, I think I'm I'm disappointed by it. You know, like for the, it's for exactly the what we said about Civil War, and we got yeah, branded exactly. as yeah, haters. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah. Well, what are you, you going to do? So, um, not much you can do. So, uh, the the other big book that was hyped up, The Umbrella Academy, number one, by Dark Horse Comics, uh, written by Gerard Way and drawn by Gabriel Ba. Um, Gerard Way, for those who don't know, is the singer of My Chemical Romance. Um, and uh, Gabriel Ba is the brother of Fabio Moon. And they He's do not the drummer. Metal. He's not the drummer. No. Uh, so, um, did, well, am I the only one who picked this up? Or yes, I leafed through it and I thought about picking it up, uh, but I decided not to. Well, let me just say this: the art is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Winner for Josh. <laughs> no, and, and, I, and, I, and I don't mean, and I don't mean that in a way to demean the writing, um, but the art. I mean, Gabriel Ba. The art is really, really good. It's really refined. It's. Really, I mean, I really like his kind of look, and, and it's good. It's good stuff. Essentially, the, the idea behind the book is that there are these um, there are these children that were born um, that that are it's there's there's like maybe like four or five there's like four or five pages of of kind of setup to to set you up into the into the into the um, into the the world that we're in. Um, and essentially what happens is, is that there are these um, children that this um, world-renowned scientist and entrepreneur kind of adopts and raises them uh, as what they call the, the Umbrella Academy. And they each, um, they each have – they don't have names. They have numbers. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. And, um, and essentially they all have powers. And it has a very almost like um, Hellboy-esque feel to it. It looked uh, like I've heard that. a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's very much like if you if you told me that this was in the Hellboy universe, I would believe it, you know, because like there's a there's a you know an organization and they're you know a big monster and there's a you know a mad scientist and there's a you know like you know these kind of these kind of things are all kind of hallmarks of the Hellboy universe. Um, it wasn't awful. Um, it was. It, it you know, didn't it look was, awful. Like it looked right. like it, like a lot of times if you see somebody who is completely uninvolved with comics and is famous in some other way and they let him write a comic, like that's going to be an indicator that it's really going to be like without any skill. But it didn't look right. like that. Just from flipping, no, it was it, it was. I was impressed at how fleshed out uh, uh, Gerard Way had actually fleshed out this universe because it really is. I mean, it's just not you know. I mean, it's just not. The, it's it, like he sets up this whole interesting thing, and and sets up that there are you know forty three extraordinary children were born and at random locations around the world, and they're either abandoned or put up for adoption, and one you know the ones who survived were adopted by this entrepreneur, and blah blah blah. Isn't that Rising and, Stars? Yeah, a little, a little almost bit of every heroes in the real world is is going to be similar yeah. to Rising Stars. Yeah, I mean, if you if, is there a cheerleader like- they need to save? Yeah, this is almost like a mix of um, – there's no cheerleader needing to be saved, actually. Um, it's almost like a mix of Rising Stars and Hellboy. I would say that. That's a good, that's a, that's a good um, comparison. So would you, um, would you continue on with this? 
Um, yeah, but it's the kind of thing where if I forgot to pick up the next issue, I, I don't think I would notice, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, if I can remember to buy it next month, <laughs> I will. Well, what, is it, what was it about that, that makes you want to pick it up? Like, I mean, I don't sense much enthusiasm from you. It was the art, pretty much. I mean, I, and the thing is, is it's the kind of thing where, like, one issue of this story, I don't think I've got enough of the story to know to make a decision about it. Um, I mean, essentially, what you know, you see their kind of origin, you see them as children, and then it, fa- it pushes it fast forward to when they're adults. And, and so there's, there, it's very similar to that kind of rising stars, them all getting back together kind of aspect of it. Um, so, well, if it's really similar to rising stars, let's do the next issue in four years. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? No, so. the first seven will come out. TikTok. <laughs> so um so yeah so it was it was decent so um this week we saw the ending of the irredeemable ant-man Da-da-dun. and would either of you like to guess what happened at the end of the irredeemable ant-man was he redeemed he was a bit redeemed he oh, was a, he me. was a little that seems redeemed to be, that seems to be uh not good you know what that's unfortunate it was it was really well done, and I got to say the ending was quite satisfying, and I I thought it was a good good end to the book um, because you had to, like I don't know when we interviewed Kirkman a while ago he said that he wasn't going to try to redeem him he was just going to make him worse and worse but in this I I think he realized he kind of had to because otherwise what was the point sales um, were bad but they held it off on you till the last possible second. Um, about what he was doing and why he was going to act like that. Um, he basically gets away with everything, and he shows you some of his own soul of the character. Uh, he still does some sort of reprehensible things, and he ends up getting off completely scot-free. Um, Isn't he joining the Initiative? Yes, he is. And that's He's going to be in the Initiative. No. He will be continued in the Avengers, the Initiative. Um, this oh, was kind God. of fun. It was, it was like it was an off-the-beaten-path sort of Marvel book. Um, I love, love, I love the uh, Black Fox in this. The the I think it's the Black maybe Kirkman should write a Black Fox book. Yeah. yeah, you you want a Black Fox book totally. Yeah. I, I I don't know if you can carry a title, but like as a, as a side <laughs> yeah. carry, like he like it's just like it's just kind of wacky. Like it the, like he basically turns the Black Fox in to to help clear his own name, and the Black Fox is like, "That's okay, I stole your Nintendo Wii." Like, it was just kind of strange that the Black Fox, this old man with a mustache, would, like, they would play Wii together. That was their thing. That's, that, that's kind of funny. I'll read this in the, when it comes out in the digest. I'll probably pick that up. Yeah, but, uh, it, was, it, was, it was, you know what, it was, it was worth the time. Just barely. But, uh, like, it's like, <laughs> no, it's like one of those things, like, I don't think it necessarily succeeded in it, but I, I respected the trying of it. Um, yep. I thought it was well done comics. All right. Cool. So that was that was the week that was. So um, it's, it's uh, email time. All right, it's time for email time. It's time for email time. We, uh, we got right. two um, emails, uh, basically the same exact email, which is kind of creepy. Uh, yeah, one yeah. from one was, and they're not like one line. I like this book. It was long essays, and they were almost exactly the same. One was Rusty from Boston, and one was Sam from Baltimore. Uh, um, I'm just going to give you a few points that they made in their in their emails. Uh, and and ag- again, please, again, kind of stress that they made almost the exact same points in their email, which is yes, creepy. It, it, anyway. it was weird. Um, one uh, says, I picked up the first two trades of Why the Last Man because I heard good things about it on your show. It was Eisner award-winning and heard great things about Brian K. Vaughan in general. I hate to say it, but it's just not great. The pace- execution was weak. The pacing is odd. The story was in weird fits and starts. The writing is, joke- is jokey without actually being funny. The characters are caricatures. Uh, the, ca- the only fully fleshed-out character is yours. So, uh, and, Rust- yeah. and, Rust- and Rusty is only – he's only two trades in. Um, yeah. And then – and then Sam from Baltimore writes in, and he says that he just came back from comics after having a decade off, and he opted to go the trade-only route, and he heard all this about why and Brian K. Vaughan and all this kind of stuff. And so he takes a swing at why, and he asks, am I missing something? Uh, he read the first trade and was immensely disappointed. The premise is very cl- clever, but all the characters sound like they're written independent of each other. Dialogue is forced. Um, and even when a couple of... Um, of uh, even when a couple of the stories kind of string together, there's a bit of nice back and forth conversation. But the female character will eventually utter something shatter, shattering an entity that destroys the whole flow. Um, and he doesn't think that's very believable. And the conversation, the converse, the the dialogue is somewhat forced in that whole deal. Am I missing something? Does it get better? Uh, this fables is like a fable series that gets better as you go. No, uh, he doesn't want to buy any more issues if if it doesn't get any better. Do, do we see this? Do, we, do we, why what kept us reading? And Gosh. further interesting, for, well, hang on. Further interestingly enough, is that they both started reading DMZ as well, and both love that. 
Yeah. It's a different book. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. <laughs> I, you know what? If you don't like it now, you're not going to. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's not like Fables in that sense. I mean, for me, as soon as I read the first – that was that first issue was my pick of the week long, long, yep. long, long time ago. Um, and there's parts in the story where it drags a bit here and there, but that's pretty much what you're going to get. Um, so I don't know why you don't like it. I, you know, if you don't want to go with it, you don't want to go with it. I love I mean, the first the first trade out of the gate, you know, blew me away. So that's that's. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, it all nets out as ba- basically like it, it's one Eisner Awards. Everybody says how great it is. The majority of people say how great it is. You don't have to like it. Everybody has different interests. You, it might not be your thing, um, but I think the general prognosis is that it's that it's good. So I, mean, I don't want to say that you're wrong, but but you're wrong. <laughs> but, that's, but, that's, but that's okay because you're allowed to be. So. Well, the thing is, it's still it's pretty rare that all three of us like something a lot. Yeah. So that you yeah. know that means it's good. We all like steak, though. Steak is mm, good. Steak. Next email comes from Greg Spicked. I think that's right. Uh, in, in Florida, and he says, if you were requested to develop a curriculum for a college course dealing with comic books, what comics would you include? Also, what type of course do you think would allow the widest variety of comic books to be studied? Hmm? Um, that's a good question, and actually we, we uh, kind of helped out a friend of ours who was doing this very thing, um, was setting up a college course um, in and around comics, and I believe and I believe his approach, and Connor, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know it was a couple months ago, but he was looking at it from a historical aspect. Yeah. Like the way comics' role in history in both development of art as well as documenting um, events and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, which, which I don't want to say is the easy way to do it, but is a very logical way to do it, right? I mean, yeah, he was yeah. Yeah, looking at the culture impact through the years. I mean, it, de- it depends on what the it depends on what um, what uh, silo, what educational silo you're in, whether you're looking at it from an English standpoint or from an artistic standpoint, right. or from you know, you know, like there are different kind of angles to to, to to address. I think if I was doing it, I would probably do it um, from the point of view to teach people. Um, what a comic book could be. I don't think I would need. To, I don't think that there would be anything for people like you guys. All love comics. Take my class. But like, if you, you wanted to show the literary value of comics and what it can mean, and so you you know start off with you you show a, a modern superhero story of some kind, which is the mainstream of what comics are. Something really good though, and then later you you know Watchmen, but also you, you do you know M- Mouse and and uh, Contract with God and other stories by by Will Eisner and and you know Charles Burns's Black Hole and. You know, just the like. There's so many things you could show the whole spectrum. How you can do modern sci-fi in it, or you can do, you know, emotional realism and 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 fantasy and all of those things. Because um, I don't think most people know that you can do that. That's probably yeah, true. And I think, and I think there's a lot. There's also in terms of like film classes and stuff like that. In terms of like in terms of like storytelling and um, you know and and things along, along those angles, like visual storytelling and juxtaposition and that sort of like you know you know um, explaining time and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. there's a whole bunch of different. You can use comics as a tool to teach about so much, and that's I think one of the reasons why we find it so interesting. So. I think I would probably use Preacher, just okay, because it's a book that that does all of these different things really well. Like it's yeah. it's how a comic book. Like you, you flip a page and. and and like, like this is what works about comic books, and this is why it's affecting you this way. That's just as resonant as a movie, or a book, yeah. or anything like that. Cool. So if you have a question and um, that you want to write us or ask about, yeah, um, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. Uh, if you like movies, go to netflix.com. They've got over seventy-five thousand titles. They've got no late fees. There's free shipping. You uh, put you pick a movie on your list on the website. They send it to you in a little envelope. You put it back in the envelope. Send it back. It's fast delivery. This plan starting as low as four ninety nine a month, and if you go to www.netflix.com slash iFanboy, you get a two-week free trial. You know when I see somebody walking down the road with a Netflix envelope, I like them a little more. Yes. Nice. Um, <laughs> cool. So, um, all right. So if you ever listen to the podcast and we're not talking about a comic that you want us to talk about, a great way to get us to talk about it is to send in a voicemail or call yes. in a voicemail, just like uh, Luke did here. Hey, iFanboy. This is Luke from Denver. I was just calling to ask you about uh, what your opinion was on a couple of books. First off, I've got to ask about Nightly News. The trade just came out, and uh, I'd be really interested to see what you guys thought about that one. Second off, I've been thinking about buying uh, the Martha Washington Give Me Liberty books, but I'm not quite sure if they're actually going to be any good. So if you guys have read those, what do you think of those? And finally, Action Philosophers, because it's philosophy with action, and... It'll blow your mind. I love the show, and good to have you back in America, Josh. 
All right, so um, so I picked up the nightly news trade last week. Once I started reading it, I couldn't put it down, and so much so that like I'm much in the way last year. Josh's missed the boat was with tricked. You know, one of his favorite traders making a huge book that got critically claimed. My miss of the year is not picking up the issues of nightly news. I fully admit it, and I'm gonna we're probably gonna wait until Josh and Connor get a chance to read the trade so we can all talk about it. You know, together. But it's blown me away. I thought it was awesome. So, I read the um, first issue. I didn't love it. So yeah. Well, the thing is, the thing is, I, I think I want you to read the whole thing and Josh as well. But I think out of the three of us, it's the kind of book that I would dig. Like you know, not really? you know, like it. it should, it shouldn't be any surprise that I'm into it. You know, when when you read it, you'll see. Really, Cyclops yeah. in it? Yeah. No. Because I thought by reading it that either Connor or myself would be really into it. So when he didn't like it, I didn't really buy it, and I've been yeah. meaning to, but I just didn't have time to read it this week, so I didn't pick it up or whenever it was. Yeah. It, remi- it reminded me, er, not in execution, but in tone of like early Brian Wood. Mm, so, no. yeah. So, um, <laughs> Martha like, Washington. Kind of, like, I don't think I don't think anybody of us have read Martha Washington. That's one of those I read, books I've always meant to buy. I read Martha Washington when it first came out, right when the whole legend imprint started, like the one of the first issues and stuff like that, the first series. Um, I don't remember it specifically, but I'm sure it's good. It's Frank Miller. Come on. So, um, and then Action Philosophers, um, I think I've read this. Josh, I think you've read it, right? I've read some of it. Yeah. Um, if you like philosophy, get it. It's, it's, a, it's a romp. It's, so, it's a uh, really well thought out book. It's really smart. It's incredibly well researched, and it's funny. It's a little tiring. It's, <laughs> it's really, yeah. really dense. I mean, yeah, it, it took me like a week and a half to read the issue that I bought. Yeah, but it's all broken into strips. But 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 think about how much you got out of that out of that purchase. I do. I know everything about Emmanuel Kant that I never knew before. (laughs) Awesome. Um, (laughs) No, it's it's not for everybody. But if it is for you, you'll probably really dig it. It's just like I said, it's exceptionally dense. Um, Thank you for welcoming me back. I had no problem at the border. (laughs) All right, our next voicemail. um, uh, Yeah, let's just listen to it. (laughs) Hey guys, this is Craig from Kansas. Um, I was just calling because I remember a while back you guys were talking about um, you know the Marvel direct to uh, direct to video uh, movies that they'd made uh, like the Avengers and Iron Man and so on. Um, not too long ago, the uh, Doctor Strange one came out, and I was just curious if any of you guys picked that up, and if you did, you know what your thoughts were about it, uh, if you liked it or if you didn't. Uh, talk to you later. I did not buy the Doctor Strange movie. I don't think any of us did. Um... I, I have not. I have. I have not bought any of the Marvel movies because you watched the Ultimate Avengers and didn't really like it. But they are. They are on my Netflix queue. Yeah, Ultimate so. Avengers is very reminiscent of an '80s cartoon, but with worse animation. Yeah. Um, I'm not really that, that into Doctor Strange, so that's why I wasn't really. And I, I, into it. I've seen bad things online about Doctor Strange and the Iron Man movie, so I'm not inclined to hurry up and get them. But what I did get was Superman Doomsday the first direct-to-DVD to, uh, movie from the DC Animation Studio, Warner Brothers. And if you want to hear our thoughts on that, we did a special edition podcast on it, and it's going to be on the iTunes feed right behind this show. So go back and Yes, so if you, when, you, when you go to iTunes or whatever program you use to get your podcast, just look directly under this. We'll have our special edition about Superman Doomsday. Or you uh, can go to fanboy.com and you can download it directly. So, awesome. All right, cool. Um, well, now that's the new fall TV season, our next voicemail has got a question about TV. Hi, this is Carol from St. Louis. I have a question for you all. Um, I know there's a huge boom in Hollywood and making a lot of comic books into movies, but what comic books do you think would benefit most from being made into a TV show instead? All right, thanks. Bye. Well, we love our TV. Um, yes. And the easy the easy answer is to pretty much say like you know we'll um, take any you know kind of Vertigo book or anything like that and do an HBO series that seems to be everybody's lit when they go to TV do an HBO series that sort of thing um, and Preacher it apparently is indeed in development um, and why I think it's in development for a movie though right not as a TV yeah. show but um, but if you're talking straight up you know like given TV shows have gotten with Heroes and with some of the stuff the CW is doing like that Reaper show and stuff like that it seems like now is the best time to almost develop a comic book into a TV show and honestly I think I think Runaways could be a great co- candidate for it um, because it was outside enough of the of the Marvel continuity, the concept it's a great concept that people can 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 really kind of embrace, and I think that would be a great kind of like teen drama kind of you know on the CW type show that would do really well. I think has there been a good 
animated, not animated series, but TV series developed from a comic book that was... Smallville. Smallville? Yeah. It's awesome. What about a non-superhero property? Um, not yet that I know of. I mean, like, what title are you thinking of? No, I don't know. I just, like, it's it's funny to me that, like, the natural progression is they should make this into a TV show where I, I kind of think, well, they're comic books. They're good as comic books. Why do they need to be made yeah. into something else? Like, there's people who make TV yeah. and let them make TV and, like... I, like a lot of the things that I love, I'm I'm I don't want to see Preacher made into a TV show so much because yeah, it's a I great. Mean, I'm, cu- I'm, cu- I'm I mean I'm curious about I'm I'm curious about it because it's cool to see the properties or to see the kind of stories that we like in a different kind of medium. I'm always fascinated by how it's yeah. converted. But the thing is, I'm not one. Of- I'm not one of those people who freak out if it's not good because it doesn't sh- doesn't make the comic book a race from my shelf. Well, you know, like, no, so, it doesn't. You know, but it does tarnish it in a way that like a lot of people no. don't, a lot of people are not going to want to read League of Extraordinary Gentlemen now. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that, they that, would give yeah, it less well, of a chance because of the train wreck that became of the movie adaptation of it. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Yeah, I would like to see a I mean, guess- countdown series. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> but not explain anything. <laughs> it would be the most quickly canceled series in history. <laughs> All right, so um, we lost our the entire voice- audience before the first commercial break. <laughs> our next voicemail um, answers the question of where has he been. This is Daryl stalking through the streets of New York, tired, sometimes too hot, but now it's nice and cool. But I just want to say that I love the show. You guys entertain me no matter what, even when you make me mad. But thanks. Keep going. Don't stop doing the show. It was almost an obscene phone call. It was just, <laughs> don't stop. Keep doing the show. Keep I going. love how, I mean, like, we're not in any threat to stop doing the show, but I'm glad that we well, have that's what you think. confidence. Yeah, well, hopefully Daryl will hopefully Daryl will show up at the hundredth episode. That'd be nice to see him there. If so, you if you uh, want to check Daryl out, he made a brief appearance in one of our video shows last week in the credits. A history show, yes. Do you think yeah. that's why he called? So. You think he saw himself? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, yeah, I remember. I'm a personage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, so if you know where Daryl is, uh, if you see him in New York City, or you have any other questions, you can call us and leave us a voicemail at one eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 three two six. Seven. Perfect. Right. Uh, we got this is the 99th show, which means next week is the 100th episode extravaganza. Uh, so, next, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as we mentioned earlier, it's going to be at Jim Hanley's Universe in Manhattan, September 28th at 8 p.m. You can watch the show live, um, get some free iFanboy stuff, and we're gonna have a good time. Um, and then afterwards, we're gonna go to Stout. I believe Connor is the name of the yep. place. On thirty third, between sixth and seventh, stout. stout I, I assume they serve Guinness. They do. It's a big old Irish <laughs> bar. It's really big. But one quick thing we want to remind everybody that if you want to get a question in on the hundredth episode, be sure to send us an email at contact at ifanboy dot com and put in a subject line episode one hundred question, um, and we'll make sure you know we want to answer a bunch of questions as we can from both people in the audience at the show as well as your emails. So make sure you send in the emails for the hundredth episode. Yeah, so. come on down. It'll be fun, and there's going to be some uh, fun times had by all. Uh, I'm it, not wearing pants. Uh, in, in, in the meantime, I'm going to just skip right over that. Uh, you can go to ifanboy.com and check out the Written Pick of the Week review every week, uh, which will go up on Wednesday night, and the discussion on all the other stuff that's going on. There's a lot of stuff going on this week as well. Um, and uh, you can go there. You can go to the uh, Revision 3 forums uh, where there's other kinds of discussion going on as well. Um, but, Ron, what about the video show? Video show, well, um, what came out yesterday was our little um, point of view on Tim Sale. Um, and then upcoming this Saturday, um, when the new episode comes out, we're going to be going back into our vault to talk about some comics that we're interested in. Well, so that, that, yeah. So um, go to revision3.com slash iFanboy. Check out the video show. Yep. And if you want to get an iFanboy t-shirt, join the Intern Nation. You can go to jinx.com slash iFanboy. And if you get one of those, send a picture of yourself wearing the shirt to uh, us and to jinx.com. And if you do that, you get some free stickers. Yay! Yeah. You can, uh, like Everybody said, wants free stuff. You want to send us those emails, you can send it to contact at ifanboy.com. Again, the voicemail number is 888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. Just write any old damn thing you want. We're fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. 
<laughs> and um, and there's a whole bunch of things you can do on the internet that has to do with iFanboy. You can go to <laughs> frapper.com slash iFanboy and stick your pin in the map and be heard and be one of the iFanboy faithful geography-wise. Uh, you can go to myspace.com forward slash iFanboy or comicspace.com forward slash iFanboy or verb.com slash iFanboy, and you can be our friend. Or you can join the iFanboy group on Facebook. Just uh, search for iFanboy and join the group. Or you can follow our comic thoughts and, and witticisms on twitter.com slash iFanboy. Uh, and you can also go to podcastalley.com and write a review or vote for us, or you can go to iTunes and you can leave a review there. And we had a great response from our Tom Caters challenge for the crossover um, yes. uh, reviews that, that are still coming. So thank you to everybody who's done that. So, And if you like the show, you can uh, throw some cash away, donate to the website, go to ifanboy.com slash donations, or click on the donate box on the front page of ifanboy.com. Yeah, That's hey, all. 99. Episode wow. 99. Done. Yikes. Crazy. One to 100. Uh, can we stop then? I gotta, go pre- I gotta go prepare. Not according to Daryl. <laughs> no, we're not allowed. He'll be at your house. Keep going. Keep going. Huh? He's like, back to trench even, coat weather pretty soon, so think even, about that. Even when I don't like it, even when I don't like it, I like it. <laughs> it's, it's kind of backhanded. All right, say goodbye. All right, goodbye. goodbye.